Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. I love Clippy What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome to episode 26, and I'm Brennan. And I'm Jared. And ladies and gentlemen, NY Fly Zone is back after a long finals week. Jared, him and his boys were out in Disney. He's going to tell us a little bit how that was. Man, yes, it's good to be back. Thank you guys for for you know putting up with us missing a week, but it was also finals week. A lot of st- stuff on our mind, so you know that break was nice to get things done, have some fun. But we're back. We're back for the summer. Football rumors are going crazy right now. Brendan, successful school year. Congrats on finishing the year, man. I get to focus on the podcast. Yes, sir. This summer it's going to be a grind. We are dedicated to making this the best podcast sports podcast nfl podcast in the game make sure to share like subscribe let's run this shit up to the moon and nonetheless let's get into it so to start off jared we got some julio jones rumors what's your thoughts about this does this make sense for him right now in his career to want to go to another team for julio of course you know the falcons they had their chance in that Patriots Super Bowl matchup, but as we all know, 20 to 3 lead was not enough. So now, you know, if I'm Julio, I go ring chasing to be honest, put myself in position where the team actually, you know, wants me there. The Falcons have been trying to ship him or at least, you know, talking to teams about trading him for a while now because that contract is just so big. I think it's 38 million guaranteed. So the Falcons, it makes sense. They'll get a good return from him, but we don't know if they'll get a good return for him because, you know, it seems like they're desperate to trade him now because Julio Jones is unhappy. Yeah, Julio Jones, in my eyes, easily a top five talent. You know, obviously coming off with Matt Ryan, that was the heartbreak Super Bowl against the Patriots. The Patriots single-handedly honestly crippled this this Falcons franchise, and it seems as if they're going to press the reset button in this soon year's now, they obviously picked Kyle Pitts, which was no surprise. Jared and myself had that mocked almost as like the lock pick for number four. But, you know, we thought that, you know, that would bring more flexibility for this Falcons offense. You know, you got Todd Gurley. You would have had Julio Jones. You would have had Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. That's a lot of offensive firepower for Matt Ryan. But, you know, it's just not a, it's just not enough for uh, them to compete right now. I feel like they got to, you know do something to change some personalities around that locker room because it's been an abysmal past couple of years, ever since Kyle Shanahan left. And I'm hearing that the asking price for Julio is like a second round pick, maybe a late Basically. first. And like, yeah, like Julio Jones is a, still regarded the top five receiver in the game. And he's not even worth it with a first round pick right now. It's kind of crazy. It's got to be because of that big money contract. Like yeah. that, that's huge. That's quarterback money right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for real. Because I mean, Jones, that type of player, like he's like I said, top five receiver in the game. He puts up numbers. He's incredible skill. So 
you know, whoever, like, if you're like the Ravens, you know, we'll get into who we think should and who we think uh, will ultimately get Julio. But, you know, this is going to be a game changer for any team that's looking to compete, boost their offense significantly. If they didn't get a top receiver in the draft, they could trade for this, you know, established receiver instead. And, you know, Julio wants to compete. He's going to go out there and do his best every game. You know, even if he stays on the Falcons, he's not going to dog a couple of routes. You know, he's going to go out. He wants to prove he's the best ever done it. Julio Jones, the stud from Alabama, you know, he his route running is crisp. He's got the hands. He can moss anyone in sight. And he's you always see him hustling like if remember that clip that went viral matt ryan threw a pick it could have been a pick six but julio turned on the jet making Mm -hmm. that tackle so i think that the best landing spot for him would be a team that is like on the verge of super bowl like you can't like i i think tennessee makes a lot of sense because you got some bama bama studs there you got king henry um i mean they lost Corey davis you know to my new york jets but they also have aj brown who's an absolute stud in his own name and you get Julio Jones there, and that can do some damage. Now, I know that the Tennessee Titans took a Dory Jackson, nice corner that the Giants got. But, but Jared, do you see him at Tennessee as a nice fit for him? Or let's talk about that for a second. You know, Tennessee Titans, it does make sense. They are that one, I feel like, big piece away from being looked at as a contender. Now, the past two seasons, they've been great, you know, running, you know, carrying Derrick Henry, carrying the whole squad on his back, literally King Henry, just rushing over everyone, trucking over everyone. And it would be incredible to that offense if they had Julio Jones, who, you know, not only does the defense have to worry about Derrick Henry, but they have to pick between, you know, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. So the amount of you know play actions would run crazy for that uh, for the offensive coordinator of the Titans. It would just play actions be hard to cover. It would make perfect sense because you know I see with no room on the cheese for Julio Jones and the the Bills. I mean the Bills. I could you know I feel like the Bills aren't really in conversation for them right now, but they could use another top receiver. But you know AJ Brown is a great receiver, but he's not a top five receiver. So I could definitely see Titans pulling the trigger. If it's only for a second round pick two, definitely. You know, this this might suck for you. But personally, you know, I see the, the Patriots as a viable option. I know how bad that would be, but it does make a lot of sense. They've been missing that receiver. And, you know, they don't have to if it's only a second round pick, Belichick's definitely fine with that. They even maybe give off Stefan Gilmore as well. So Julio to the Pats makes a lot of sense. Brendan, your thoughts? Julio to the Pats, definitely a possible uh, outcome here. You know, you you give the Bama boys, you connect them again with Mac Jones. And obviously, once you get your quarterback, you want to do everything in your power to surround him with the goods. And we know Mac Jones isn't going to be Tom Brady. Can he go here and run the offense and be better than uh, Stidham? Yeah, I think we all know that he's going to be better than Stidham. And him falling to 15 was was very – a lot of New Englanders were very happy about that. Julio Jones, you know, 
going back to what I was talking about before with him, when I said he was a top five talent, I just want to justify something real quick. Currently not top five, but he is a top five generational talent from what we have seen. Um, and he's going to bring um, that facility, any facility in which he decides to sign with experience. And he is go- he's going to be a burner. He's going to tire out the CB1. And that's an absolute game changer. I mean, I mean, I definitely could see him with the Patriots. I think that Bill's got to, you know, stack his chips and put this arsenal together. And I think that this very well could be the next move. You know, I got to come back and say, you don't think Julio's a top five receiver right now? I mean, dude, like, I mean, he didn't have the best season. Like, 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 guys, you're right, you're right. You know, no, he really, like, as of right now, like, there's other studs that, like, are creeping up. Like, like, as of 2020 season, like, like, I, like, I respect, I mean, we got to think about it. I mean, there's, he's probably in it, but like, it's Mike Evans, it's, um, it's Hopkins. Okay. It's Mike Evans, Hopkins, Adams, Devontae Michael Adams. Thomas. Um, we got Devonte Adams, Tyreek. Yeah, Tyreek. So he, I think he's outside of five right now. Like, mm-hmm. and then you got Diggs too. So yeah, like, so like, yeah, I think he's outside five. I do. Yeah. I'm looking at the receiving leaders from 2020, and you're right. He's like very far down his list. Uh, he only had 771 receiving yards last year, and only three touchdowns that's always been a weird thing about Julio Jones is how Matt Ryan doesn't really target him in the red zone often so you know I, I feel like maybe that's you know that could change on a new scenery give this guy more opportunities to get the ball because you know Julio Jones is Julio Jones the name speaks for itself and I say under the right team the right staff he could actually solidify his top five receiving status in Agreed. the NFL. Agreed. And pro football focus has Corey Davis ahead of Julio right now. I mean, really? last year was – I'm pretty sure he suffered an injury. It's got, he's got to have – he had to have had an injury, I'm pretty sure, last season. No, it makes sense. Like, he's just – you know, let's see. Pull the stats right now for Julio. Um. It looks like he uh he missed yeah, he missed a lot of games last year. He missed one, two, three, four, five, six. He missed, you know, about half the season last year. So it's pretty it's probably why his stats have been, you know, declining. He's getting, you know, older at age two. That's a big possibility into why his trade value is dropping. But you know, the thing about Julio Jones that we have to remember is he is not like this big drama personality. If you think of, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., he was, you know, more hype than, you know, proves anything at that point when he got traded. And, you know, the only reason why the Giants traded him was because his value was high and they wanted a change in scenery in their locker room. So this is what the Odell Beckham trade was, you know. Um Let's see, I'm pulling out right now. Is Jabril a first Jab- and a third, I think? So, yeah, it was Jabril Peppers, a first and a third round pick. So, if you're telling me that Julio Jones is going to you know, require less than that, it's kind of interesting, you know, because it just shows you how, like, dysfunctional this Atlanta Falcons team may be. I mean, no. 
I mean, Odell was coming off of like he came from the Mecca, New York, and mm-hmm. and that changes everything. I mean, a box safety, Jamal Adams went for two first. More we got more. The Jets got more for a safety that you know isn't playing like a top five safety right now. Top ten, not okay, but not a top five safety. We got more for a safety than the Giants got for a star receiver. I, I don't know how that happened. It happened, but the bottom line is is that the New York market exacerbates talent. And it's the biggest media outlet in the world. And that's why I think that Odell's asking price was much higher. Now I think GMs are, you know, we're more trigger shy to go and make a splash on this. I feel like teams that are just off the perimeter of Super Bowl um, eligible teams are, are the ones that just full send this. Because, you know, if you're a young rebuilding team, there's other holes that you're going to have to fill. Like for existence, like exactly. if, if you're the New York Jets, like you can't shuffle out this contract. What is that? 20 million a year at least. It's mm-hmm. got to be something like that. The New York Jets need to save that cap and we need to, you know, proportionately put that around, get it, you know, and pay off our, our uh, draft players that we just got first round. And then we need to save it for next year's and just continuously to build. You can't shuffle it out unless if, you know, you're just full sending it and, I mean, I liked how you said before the Buffalo Bills. I definitely could see that. Imagine Diggs and Julio. Like, come on now. Like, yeah, like I mean, that would just put them over the. That would you know make them neck and neck with the Chiefs. Honestly, they land Julio Jones. You know, they, of course, Pat Mahomes is at their Chiefs quarterback. But just imagine that Bills offense with Julio Jones. And you know, it's not much conversation about that, obviously. But it's just you know anything's possible. And then Jared, we got Shannon Sharp calling up Julio Jones. That was funny. Like, what did you think about that? Is that like breaching contract rules? Like, do you think Julio was aware that he was on air at that moment? I think he's got to know he was on air. Like, I don't think Shannon Sharp calls him up. You know, if he he knows that he's on he's undisputed. He knows Julio, so they're probably boys behind the scenes and. You know, I'm pretty sure Shannon Sharp wouldn't put him in that position, but it was a cool thing to watch as like a fan. It's like getting the real, that real energy from Julio that you, you know, you might not get in a regular sit-down interview. So if Julio said, you know, I'm out of there, he's gonna be out of there. It's like insider trading. We're just like finding out all this information yeah. and seeing things from a fan perspective that should not be publicized. But here we are. You know, I think the one team that you know, really, really could help from a Julio Jones trade would be the Ravens. You know, they've been trying to get receivers. You know, they got a receiver in the draft. It would take Rashad Bateman, right, in the draft. So, you know, the Ravens have Marquise Brown. Just imagine they have Brown in the slot, Julio running verts, Lamar Jackson, weaving and dodging options. It would be another, you know, difficult situation to create. It's like what the Titans have. The Titans have a great running game. The Ravens have a great running game too. So why not, you know, combine your great running game with a great, you know, air threat passing offense? Now that's the type of things that the Ravens would, you know, need to get over that hump because they haven't been able to do it offensively in the playoffs, whether that be Lamar Jackson's fault or just great, great, great game planning by opposing coaches for Lamar in the playoffs. But, you know, the Ravens have been a great regular season team, but just haven't gotten that next level in a playoff. So Julio Jones, the Ravens, only for a second-round pick. 
makes a lot of sense to me. And, you know, you feel better trading him to the Ravens and the Patriots, in my opinion. For sure. I mean, you're going to a organization that has always been good. They got two Super Bowl rings. They got one on you, the New York Giants, your team. And they got another on the Niners. And they know what they're doing. I mean, Joe Douglas, the Jets uh, GM, came from that tree, too. And um, he worked for the Eagles. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. aside from that, like this team knows how to win. And Lamar actually got his first playoff win on the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, he silenced the crowd and was just like, hey, I can win in a playoff game, too. And you're right. They got a great offensive line. They got a great running game. And they are lacking that skill position, that true number one wide receiver. And there's no reason for Julio to not consider this. I'm sure he's scheduled him and his agent are scheduling a trip to Maryland ASAP to try to get this to get this thing situated. I think the top three destinations for him, it's got to be Baltimore, Tennessee, and then and then New England. Jerry, what do you think? Okay, I I would have to tend to agree. Was that in order for you, or that just in general? Um, in order, I think I think um, in order, I think it should be Tennessee, and then probably New England, just because of history, and then Baltimore. But um, that's just simply because imagine the, the destruction that can be caused with King Henry and Julio exactly. yeah. and and then and then what's his face AJ Brown like that that's disgusting like like safeties cornerbacks like they all have to spy they all have to pack the box because Henry is just that much of a liability and, and like they need to cover him and then if you put Julio on the you know like like it's ridiculous with what could happen but I personally am more of a believer more in Lamar Jackson than Ryan Tannehill um, so if you go to Baltimore, then you know that you're going to have your quarterback for 10 years. But mm-hmm. if you go to Tennessee, we don't necessarily know what that's the longevity a, with uh, Tannehill is. That's a great point. You know, I'd say my top three uh, fits for Julio. If I was him, I would want to go to the Ravens, uh, Titans, or the pa- and, t- and the Patriots third. That's because I feel like, you know, Baltimore, the Ravens, you're in that, you know, not easy division, but the Steelers, I feel like we're, we agree are on decline. The Bengals are still growing, and the Browns are on the come up as well. But the Ravens with Julio Jones had that edge. The Titans are second simply because, you know, they haven't been able to get a deal done yet. And, you know, we think that it's very possible that they could. But, you know, it's just the Ravens are more attractive to me. Like you said, that quarterback situation is secured for years to come. Tannehill. He has like, you know, he signed an extension like last season, before last season. But you never know with him. And the Patriots are just out of it right now competitively. And it would be cool to be, you know, a Patriot. And, you know, Mac Jones throwing the ball to you. But are you really going to be better than the Bills and Dolphins at this point? You know, next season, next three seasons? Probably not. So I feel like if it goes to Baltimore, he has a great shot of going to the Super Bowl eventually and then we got aaron Rodgers coming out saying that he wants to form his own super team yeah bro rogers is just clowning right now i think he's just he's i'm pretty sure he loves all this press coming you know about him you know he's just using everything against the packers at this point because you know 
why would the Packers get rid of him at this point in his career? At this point, you know, talent wise, he was just the MVP. They're just in the conference, you know, championship game. He's just using, he's just building up his ammunition to be like, do something, you know. I feel like Rodgers is, you know, if I'm Rodgers, I'm all hands on, you know, trying to get Julio in a Packers uniform. You know, who doesn't need more weapons? You know, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Aaron Jones. Like, come on, that the Packers would be unstoppable on offense. And if they had Julio Jones, you know, in the championship game, I feel like they'll definitely be in a better position and maybe probably even win the Super Bowl because who, who know, who else is the, the receivers other than Devontae Adams? Can you, can you even name it off the top of your head? On the Packers? Yeah, on the Packers. All I know is that is that Devontae Adams is the best receiver in this league. And... Yeah. Alan Lazard, and I'm pretty sure and Marcus Valdez Scantling. Adams, Alan Lazard. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So so it's yeah, it's like not like you no know, those guys are scrubs, but it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, Giants have better have better receiving core than this. So if you're the Packers, you're Super Bowl contenders, you want to have a great receiving core. If you're Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you got to realize that, I mean, he does know that he is the Green Bay Packers. He is the endorsement of the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers are aware of that. He didn't want McCarthy. McCarthy's fired. They've got LaFleur. And he has that demand. And people listen. But another thing that I could, that I'm thinking is that why go to Denver and create a super team, just have the super team here. Just get Julio in the building. Just, you know, sit exactly. down, have a formal conversation, be a man. Don't, don't be like, you know, whining because like, listen, like I, I totally feel for Aaron and like, I do the thing that I get and I sympathize for was the Jordan love pick in the first round. Like that, that's ridiculous in my opinion. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. and if this is just, you know, hidden frustration from back then coming out now, then that makes a lot of sense. But this team, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers, like you can argue Aaron Rodgers played. Okay, no, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers did play better than Tom Brady in when they matched up in the oh, NFC yeah, Conference Championship sure. game. Easily, easily. And, and the, you know, the, they, the coaching staff didn't let him go out in that fourth down attempt either in the fourth quarter. Which is, remember that. Which is absolutely absurd because, you know, you need – that shows LaFleur is not – he didn't have trust in Aaron in that, in that time. You know, do you, what do you think Bill would do? Bill would easily let Brady do that, yeah. you know, whether it's a QB sneak, one of Tom's classic QB, QB sneaks up the middle, or, you know, a little quick slant to Edelman or Gronk or PA, play action rollout. Like, yeah, dude, like, do you – I'm like, this is the Packers tight end right now. Titan one, Robert Tonyan. Like, no, I bet Packers fans know who he is, but as a you know casual Packer, you know, rest of NFL fan, it's that doesn't scream, you know, we're trying to win a Super Bowl right now to me. And that's what the Packers that's probably why Andrew Rogers is fed up. That's why he's you know hosting Jeopardy because he's looking at his post career plans because he's like, this continues, I'm not going to win another Super Bowl. And you know, they signed the Packers' third-string quarterbacks, now Blake Bortles. They signed him at this Rogers rumors. Well, you know, on us, give me a scale of 1 to 10. How likely – 10 being the highest, 
How likely is Rodgers to leave? It's probably like a five right now. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's mid, yeah. Pretty, pretty mid. Yeah, because I don't think that this Packers organization is going to ship him out overnight. I think that they know that they got Aaron Rodgers chilling yeah. here and that they have their contract rights. And ultimately, like, he will be a Green Bay Packer up until he's, you know, sitting. And if he, and if he, we don't know, he might start sitting out. We don't know. Do you think he'll sit out? I feel like at this point, it's, it's not in his best interest to sit out. It's, you know, he's old, he's aging. Um, you know, he's still great, though, obviously, but, you know, you, you want to stay in the motion, stay in the swing of things. And, you know, sitting out could tarnish his legacy just a little bit. You know, it's not his fault that the Packers aren't doing things for him, but, you know, for what he's been doing, it's a good team. A, and he's just putting, he's letting the fans down and, you know, the team down at that point because he's the reason why they win. And I don't think Rogers is the type of guy to let his teammates down. It's very interesting because Devontae Adams is just that good. He's the number one receiver in this league, and you leave him and you go to – let's say, hypothetically, if you were to leave him and the go Broncos. to the Broncos, exactly, who's better? Who do you want to throw to, Jerry Judy, or do you want to throw Devontae Adams? I think Devontae yeah. Adams is that old reliable. I think that if you really want to win a Super Bowl, you do it with him. You have to find a way to sit down and make this happen because – Aaron Rodgers is old, but he's not Tom Brady old. We see Tom Brady out here, 43 years old, still winning Super Bowls. And want to know how he does it? He does it because he's, he has composure. He has class. He, he, he's a businessman. He knows how he's, he learned the ways managerially to put together a team. I mean, we know, we know for damn sure that Julian Edelman's probably going to suit up in the postseason and just, and just come join and get another ring. With He's always thinking about the next, the next, the next. And Aaron Rodgers needs to be on that same level. And that's the thing. That's my message to Aaron. All right. Your best chances to win a Super Bowl right now is with is with Green Bay. And you need to find a way. Be be in some free agents DMs. Start hitting them up saying, yo, come ball out here. Make it happen here because this fan base absolutely adores you. And you have one ring already. I feel like, you know, you're forgetting that. I bet Aaron Rodgers is doing this thing. So I think it's just the organization that hasn't followed through. You know, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is sitting back, sitting pretty, you know, not trying to get Julio, not trying to get Corey Davis or, you know, whoever on their team. Like, you know, I, my, you know, my, one of my housemates, Pat, is a big Packers fan. And, you know, he's, he, he told me he was pissed when, you know, the Packers re signed Aaron Jones. He thought, you know, it was, it was overpaid. Take AJ Dillon could have, you know, done whatever Aaron uh, Aaron Jones does regardless, and they could save money, get a receiver. But no, they decided to resign their running back, who you know has been pretty league average the past couple of years. So over a little over league average, and running backs are you know easily replaceable nowadays. So I feel like the Packers are letting Rodgers down. And Rodgers at this point has had enough trying to spice things up a bit, have some fun with the, you know, the rumors. Cause you know, when was the last time Aaron Rodgers was on the trading block, you know, when he was drafted and they had Brett Favre still at QB. So he's probably enjoying this a bit, you know, thinking about the Broncos though, like you said, 
their depth chart right now has Melvin Gordon third at running back, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and tight end Noah Font. So, you know, even the tight end, I would prefer Noah Font. But, you know, Devontae Adams is a very, uh, very star studded, star studded talent that you don't want to just, you know, fly across, fly across the country and leave. So I feel like that's a, you know, big deciding factor on making Aaron Rodgers stay. I would say the 30% chance that he actually leaves. I'd put it on three. It's going to be very interesting to see, but my final decision, locked and loaded, is that he will be a Green Bay Packer week one under center. I I feel like it would have happened already if he was gone. Yeah, same here. Like, to be honest, he's, you know, Packer for life. He's got green in his blood. He loves Wisconsin. And you know he's just he's just fed up at this point. So I I, I honestly agree. Rogers stays as a Packer too. And dude, it's the same shit as Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell yeah. Wilson came out and and was and explained his frustration, and now it's just skin swept under the rug. You know, like it's different. It's different when you have a younger quarterback. When you, let's say you have a Kirk Cousins or you know someone that you know you could get that contract off of your hands. But this yo, this is Aaron Rodgers, the best player right now right now in the sports at his position easily you know he's putting up what 35 45 t- uh tutties 48 touchdowns five interceptions he's that's absurd and and i understand his frustrations but you know th- it's way it's very complicated and it's very it's too complicated to solve and i think that he's gonna run it back with green bay yeah you know um just the uh, the Packers. It's, it is you know even though they made it to the conference championship for Rodgers, this is the make or break of season for him because I feel like this has given him at least one one last chance and the Packers one last chance to make a good run. And if they don't make the Super Bowl, he's going to be pissed because he's putting it all out there. It's a team that's you know, the team around him that's been failing him, so. At one, at some point, you just can't do everything, and I feel like that's what Rogers felt like last season, other than Devontae Adams. So, ultimately, if the Packers go out there and you know don't get a top seed, you know only win nine, ten games, they'll turn some heads in that locker room for sure. Thank you guys for listening to episode 26. Yes, thank you guys so much. You know, it is the summertime now. It's time to get hyped. Baseball season in full swing. Basketball playoff start. NBA offseason. I mean, NFL offseason. It's just it's just it's great. NY Fly Zone. You know the vibe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at NY Fly Zone. Big things coming this summer. Brendan. Any, any more thoughts for the wonderful listeners out there? We just want to say thank you very much for all your support thus far. It means the world. Continue to grow this together. We want this to be the brand, a huge brand one day. Just college kids with a vision, a dream. So make sure, you know, if you like it, leave a comment, share it. You know the whole nine yards. All right, have a great summer, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone Podcast. 
We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NYFlyZone. Some spotlight